0: A U.S. sailor admitting guilt in spying for China. The operation tied to nearly 15,000 in bribes and the handling of secret U.S. military plans. A tearful reunion, Australian journalist Tin Lei finally able to hold her children's hands again after three years in a Chinese prison.
1: Her return will be warmly welcomed by all Australians.
0: A new lawsuit against TikTok, Utah coming after the Chinese owned app.
2: TikTok designed these features to mimic a cruel slot machine that hooks kids' attention and does not let them go.
0: Buying sanctioned imports to cut costs. China reportedly saving billions of dollars this year by purchasing oil from Russia, Iran, and Venezuela. Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. New developments on a spying case inside the U.S. Navy. Petty Officer Thomas Zhao of California pleaded guilty to federal felony charges on Tuesday. He admitted to collecting and transmitting sensitive U.S. military information to China in exchange for bribes. NTD's Kostemines has the
3: details. Thomas Zhao worked at Ventura County Naval Base in Port Huanimi, California. There, he was responsible for installing, repairing and servicing electrical equipment on U.S. military installations. Zhao has been in custody since his arrest on August third, According to the August indictment against him, Zhao allegedly sent information to a Chinese intelligence officer posing as a maritime economic researcher between August 2021 and May 2023, in exchange for receiving nearly $15,000 in bribes, including operational plans for a major military exercise in the Indo-Pacific.
1: That's an example of a piece of the CCP state in the United States that we need to remove. And again, that also goes for land purchases, agricultural land that's near uh, military bases
3: and infrastructure sites etc. According to prosecutors, Zhao took screenshots of operational orders of military training exercises and passed them to the intelligence officer. Zhao also stands accused of transmitting photos of blueprints and diagrams of a US radar system stationed on a military base in Okinawa, Japan. He further admitted to using sophisticated encrypted communication methods to transmit the information. As well as destroying evidence and concealing his relationship with the intelligence officer. If convicted, Zhao could face up to 20 years in prison. Sentencing is scheduled for January 8, 2024. Cost MNS, NTD News.
0: Another state coming after TikTok. Utah on Tuesday filing a lawsuit against the Chinese owned app. Officials Welcome there cite one major concern child social media addiction.
2: TikTok designed and deploys an algorithm and features that spoon-feed kids endless, highly curated content from which our children struggle to disengage. TikTok designed these features to mimic a cruel slot machine that hooks kids' attention and does not let them go. Officials argue using TikTok
0: for too long affects Utah children's mental health and well-being. Studies show spending over three hours a day on social media doubles risks of anxiety and depression. This follows similar lawsuits from Arkansas and Indiana. The U.S. Supreme Court is also weighing whether having states regulate social media platforms violates the Constitution. In response, TikTok says its app has an automatic 60-minute time limit for minors and parental controls for teen accounts. The social media company has been embroiled in a number of controversies in recent years. Over 30 U.S. states have limited or banned the app on government devices over security concerns. TikTok is owned by ByteDance, a developer based in China. Under Chinese law, companies must hand over user data if Chinese authorities ask for it. As Israel enters war with Hamas, U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is urging China to condemn the terrorist attacks on Israel. Why is Beijing so reluctant? NTD's Steve Lance spoke to Gordon Chang, author of the newly released book China Is Going to War, for insight. Gordon Chang, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Steve. Of course, Gordon. After the 9-11 attacks and the subsequent, subsequent war on terror, the United States, rightfully so, exhausting a tremendous amount of resources in the Middle East, much to the benefit of the CCP, allowing the regime to essentially mes- metastasize into an even more dangerous beast. Uh, you saw it, but many didn't up until recently. What do we have to watch for now as the conflict plays out in the Middle East with regard to China?
2: We have to look at China's relationship with Iran, because Iran has often been a proxy for Beijing. And, of course, Hamas is a proxy of Iran. Um, So, really, what we've got here is China fueling these brutal attacks and this invasion of Israel. And we're going to see, I'm sure, Chinese weapons show up on the battlefield. And, of course, it's Chinese money that has permitted this. So we have to look at the connections. Xi Jinping is slated to come to the United States in November uh, for the APEC summit. I'm not sure that we should be inviting um, a war criminal into our country.
1: The irony in it all of it all is the fact that uh, China actually played a role in, in providing refuge to the Jews after the, the Holocaust, uh, pre-1949, of course. Um, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer making a trip to Beijing, which in any news cycle would be a pretty significant uh, event. He urged China to condemn the attacks on Israel, um, calling, you know, Israel as well, calling for solidarity. Why is the CCP so reluctant to do so?
2: Because it is fully supporting the Palestinians. Um, it is supporting Hamas. Um, and it is um, going after Israel. Uh, This is, we can see this from Chinese propaganda, um, which at best is dispassionate. Um, At worst, it uh, it tries to obfuscate the uh, origins of this war. Um, So it's very clear where Beijing stands. I mean, calling for restraint um, in this circumstance is completely inappropriate, which is what Beijing has done. Um, we have to let Israel defend itself um, from these hor- horrific attacks, which are continuing. Beijing knows that it's on the other side. We just have to understand it is on the other side.
0: A long-awaited reunion. China is releasing Australian journalist Chen Lei after three years in detention. This comes after a thaw in China-Australia relations.
4: Watch. Australian journalist Cheng Lei returned home on Wednesday after spending three years in a Chinese prison.
1: Her return brings an end to a very difficult few years for Ms. Cheng and her family. This is an outcome that the Australian government has been seeking for a long period of time, and her return will be warmly welcomed, not just by her family and friends, but by all Australians.
4: Cheng is a Chinese-born Australian. When Chinese authorities arrested her in Beijing three years ago, Chang was working as a high-profile TV anchor for China's state-controlled broadcaster. Her arrest came a year after Australian relations with China took a plunge. Beijing accused her of leaking state secrets. Authorities held a closed-door trial, and her charges were never made public. Cheng sent a love letter home two months ago addressing Australia's 25 million citizens. In it, she described what it's like to lose freedom inside China. She wrote that in her cell, quote, the sunlight shines through the window, but I can only stand in it for 10 hours a year, adding that she hasn't seen a tree in three years. Her release comes after a thaw in China-Australia relations. China lifted tariffs on Australian barley in August.
0: With Australian journalist Chen Lei back on home soil, who are the Americans still detained in China? First off, American businessman Mark Swyden He's currently on death row with a suspended death sentence. Swiden was arrested in China over a decade ago on drug-related charges. He's been in Chinese prison since then. The House introduced a bill earlier this year calling on Beijing to immediately release Swydan.
2: Swiden is an American, a Texan and a hostage of the Chinese Communist Party for more than a decade.
0: Then there's U.S. Pastor David Lin. Lin was originally from China and became a Christian after coming to the U.S. He later went back to China to share his beliefs. Lin was active with house church activists there and was arrested. Beijing only allows participation in China's state-sanctioned churches. He's said to be released in 2030. Another is Li Kai, a naturalized U.S. citizen born in China. He was detained on a 2016 visit to relatives in Shanghai and is now serving a 10-year prison sentence.
5: Never would we have imagined in our wildest dreams that he'd be whisked away by agents of China's Ministry of State Security on these charges of espionage. Just
0: this May, China sentenced a 78-year-old American citizen to life in prison. The charge is related to spying. China did not give details. The State Department has warned Americans to reconsider travel to China. With Beijing on the hunt for better savings, the Chinese regime appears to be snapping up imports at a discount because they're coming from sanctioned countries. According to a Reuters analysis, China has saved nearly $10 billion this year by ramping up oil purchases from countries under Western sanctions. Its top suppliers, Russia, Iran and Venezuela with the lowered prices driven by trade barriers. Those imports have significantly boosted China's oil industry, from small independent operators known as teapots all the way up to state-owned oil refineries. The purchase also serve as life support for Russia, Iran and Venezuela, as Western sanctions crippled their economies. From January to September, China took in a record 2.7 million barrels of crude oil per day from the three countries, accounting for a quarter of the regime's imports during those months. Worth noting, China is the world's second largest oil consumer and refiner. A message from former Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison. No conflict is more important than the future of Taiwan, including the war in Ukraine. He said Wednesday that Australia should reconsider its One China policy and let Taiwan join key international forums like the Quad. Here's more.
5: Speaking at a high-profile diplomatic forum, Morrison said Taiwan's future is uniquely central to global peace and security but that future is under constant threat. To protect
2: the status quo is absolutely essential.
5: Taiwanese officials attended the meeting, including President Tsai Ing-wen. Morrison lauded the democratic progress of the self-proclaimed island and compared it with its powerful neighbor across the strait.
2: It represents, particularly over these last 50 years, a contrasting Chinese story one of democracy one of freedom one of prosperity one of recognizing the rights of individuals of economic freedom of political freedom and very importantly religious freedom things that are not known across the straits far from here
5: at the same event Tsai called for the international community to see Taiwan as a secure and reliable partner despite it being a testing time Morrison's visit was criticized by China. He's set to give another speech at a dinner hosted by Taiwan's foreign minister later in the day. Beijing views democratically governed Taiwan as its own territory and has stepped up war games near the island, heightening fears of a conflict which could have global ramifications.
0: Far above Beijing's Indo-Pacific ambitions, China says it's making more room on its space station in the coming years, upping the count from three modules to six and paving the way for astronauts from other nations to visit. Beijing is looking to give other countries an alternative to the NASA-led International Space Station, which China is blocked from using. The ISS is set to be decommissioned in 2030. Well, according to the China Academy of Space Technology, the Tiangong space station is expected to have a more than 15-year lifespan. Though it can only hold a maximum of three astronauts, compared to the ISS's seven. Beyond the space station, China's next planned moon mission is still set for next year. The goal, to retrieve samples from the moon's far side. If successful, that would make China first to accomplish the task. China's National Space Administration says preparations are going smoothly, noting that the mission's relay satellite will be sent up in the first half of next year. Coming up escalating violence in the Middle East terrorist group Hamas now launching missiles into Israel amid the ongoing bloodshed. How are world leaders reacting? And why is China remaining noticeably silent? Plus a warning from the Pentagon issued to Congress. The DOD is running low on funds to resupply weapons stores with Washington still in the thick of supporting Ukraine. How does Israel's need for ammunition impact the broader geopolitical landscape? We sat down with Gregory Copley, president of the International Strategic Studies Association, for details. More on that after the break here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China In Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Violence continues to unfold in the Israel-Hamas conflict. Is China a neutral player in the war? And over in the U.S., the Pentagon is sending a warning to Congress, saying coffers are running dry for resupplying weapons. With support still flowing to Ukraine and now Israel's urgent need for ammunition, how could it impact the broader geopolitical landscape, especially in light of concerns about a potential invasion over Taiwan? We speak to Gregory Copley, president of the International Strategic Studies Association, for more. Gregory Copley, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you back on the show.
6: Wonderful to be with you, Tiffany.
0: Following the brutal surprise attack by Hamas over the weekend in Israel, the world is watching what's unfolding there. Many world leaders are issuing statements. China has been quite quiet so far. What's at stake here for China?
6: China is one of the ultimate beneficiaries of the Hamas breakout against Israel, uh, just as it was when the Ukrainians and the Russians went to war. It distracted the United States and the European powers in particular away from the Indo-Pacific and caused them to focus their military assets on the Euro-Atlantic sphere. And what we've seen uh, with this latest Breakout of conflict uh, from uh, Gaza has been the U.S. deployment of its most advanced carrier strike group around the USS uh, Gerald Ford, the most advanced and largest aircraft carrier in the world, with a uh, a a strike group including a half a dozen Aegis destroyers, which have enormous land attack capabilities plus a lot of aviation and logistical assets. So, this was definitely a done to draw the attention of the world powers rather than to achieve any likely seizure of Israeli territory by Hamas or by Hezbollah, for that matter, Uh, although that could come into question should the, the conflict broaden. But the reality was that the People's Republic of China really was pushing for this to happen because we've seen the Ukraine war starting to wind down in terms of foreign support, Uh, the Western Europeans and the United States itself have signaled that they would no longer be funding Ukraine to the extent that they have, nor providing the weapons that they had uh, to Ukraine. So uh, the PRC was most definitely keen to see another uh, conflict escalate. It certainly gives Beijing a a freer hand to pursue activities in the Indo-Pacific against perhaps Taiwan.
0: And in terms of the U.S., the Pentagon has been warning Congress it's low on funds to resupply. It's following all the aid and arms sent to Ukraine. Israel is now needing ammunition. What would happen if Beijing invades Taiwan? What is the likely U.S. response there?
6: Well, uh, certainly the United States uh, and uh, European powers and Australia and those sorts of countries are uh, dramatically Im- increasing their production of, uh, of ammunition. This is the key component to all of this. Uh, the uh, reality is that the U.S. had prepositioned a massive amount of ammunition uh, and explosives in Israel for use by U.S. forces in the case of a a future Middle Eastern war. These stockpiles have been made available now to the Israel Defense Force, so that minimizes the immediate need for ammunition. There's no no prospect in the near future of Israel running out of of, uh, ammunition for its Iron Dome or its other activities, Uh, but uh, it still draws away from uh, the U.S. Uh, readiness levels, and uh, the present uh, Biden administration has done uh, too little too late to increase uh, the effectiveness of of the uh, U.S. defense procurement, particularly in the areas of of, uh, operational sustainment.
0: And given all that's at stake here with a potential future invasion of Taiwan, what must the U.S. do now to ensure none of this happens?
6: Well, I think the U.S. needs to uh, to be able to come out with some broad-reaching uh, statements which indicate that the conflicts in Ukraine and in the Eastern Mediterranean will not uh, take Washington's eye off events in the Indo-Pacific, and that it continues to strengthen its commitment to Taiwan. I think the, the recent visit by senior uh, uh, U.S. Democratic senators to, uh, to to Beijing and their meeting with, with Xi and the like uh, gave Beijing further encouragement that it was able to act with impunity and that the United States still favored improving U.S. Uh, PRC trade ties uh, and therefore minimizing any uh, if you like, antagonism which uh, Washington could show to Beijing. And this is particularly important in this coming year, when uh, uh, President Biden is going to be anxious to show that he has calmed the Indo-Pacific and uh, in in the run-up to the 2024 elections. That means, I think, at the November uh, summit in San Francisco, uh, that we, we are likely to see uh, if things keep going uh, uh, this way, we are likely to see Xi Jinping and uh, Joe Biden striking some kind of rhetorical deal, which uh, isn't in- intended to calm the situation, but which really will allow for Beijing to continue to expand its operations and its attempt to subordinate uh, Taiwan, the Republic of China.
0: Gregory Copley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.